Hi, it's Steve Ashby from Business Mentors introducing the fabulous Business Mentors podcast series where we take an entertaining, light-hearted and informative look at some of the more boring parts of business like tax and organisation ability and you know getting paid, things like that. So we'll cover quite a few topics in the series and we hope you tune in because uh, our aim is to keep it light, entertaining, but informative at the same time. Glad to have you along. Hi, we're back again with Auntie Anna, or Annie Yates, (laughs) (laughs) the stress lady. And uh, in this podcast, what we're going to talk about a little bit more is um, how you can do a little bit of self-diagnosis. Um, and that's the objective behind the online uh, course that we're putting together, which is all about managing your stress and some positive steps that you can take about that. And then we'll also talk about a couple of the techniques that you use with your clients, um, which are highly successful. And the beauty of them is that they're things that people do in the, in the privacy of their own home, whether they're sitting in bed and, and doing relaxation or whatever it happens to be, or sitting upright, practicing, listening to some of your tapes and things like that. Mm-hmm. So can we just start with, um, let's say the most common physical manifestations. We mentioned a few of them last time, but the most common physical manifestations of stress so that people can go, ah, yeah, okay, yep, get that one, oh, got that one, or, you know, at least it gives people an idea of how stress um, causes the body to do certain things. Right. So when we are stressed, um, the subconscious mind recognizes that we're being threatened by our whatever it is that we're visualizing and will then trigger off the release of adrenaline mm-hmm. into the body. Now, adrenaline is very useful if you're trying to run away from a predator or lift a car off a child or whatever it is that you're trying to do. Um, But it's not good on an ongoing basis. And our body's not designed to be flooded with adrenaline on a regular basis. So we're kind of overdosing on adrenaline. Yeah. Okay. So this triggers off this reaction, this chain reaction in the body to enable us to run away or fight. Mm -hmm. So it will... Um, take the blood from all around the body and throw it into the heart. So one of the biggest uh, manifestations is heart palpitations. Right. And not a, a feeling of pressure on the chest, which is created by this mass of blood that's being poured into your heart. Heart then pushes that blood into your legs and arms to enable you to run away or fight. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're not running away or fighting. You're just stressing about the what-if situation. So then people get shaky hands. Um, And then because all the blood is now in your heart, arms and legs, there's nothing in your brain to help it work. So so your brain is then starved of oxygen. So then people have this sort of inability to focus. They can't remember things. So these are the most common manifestations. And it's just because of this re- sort of re- redistribution of blood to enable you to run away or fight. So if I think about a couple of the people I know, um, one person I know has 
a very, very low, has very low blood pressure. Mm. Their blood pressure, whereas 120 over 80 is normal, hers is about 106 over probably 65. But she gets massively stressed over things. Um, and uh, I've never asked her whether or not her blood pressure goes up. Um, I have hypertension, essential hypertension. I've had it all my life. That's just the way things are. Um, so um, what I've done is I've invested in a very simple and very accurate cuff monitor that measures my blood pressure. So if mm. I am feeling the tinnitus and that gnawing feeling in my stomach, the first thing I do is get the cuff monitor and I take my blood pressure and I go, ah, okay, yeah, that's, it's up. It's mm. quite a way up. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like once I look at that and I see that this is the physical manifestation, I know, okay, this is what I can do about it. I can go and um, it, it's not a silent thing anymore. It's there. I can recognize it. And I'm just wondering if one of the things that people should think about, particularly if they, um, if they don't even know what their blood pressure is, is find out. Because yeah. if you're talking about the redistribution of blood like that around the body, then um, that is going to cause, um, I would have thought, an elevation of blood pressure mm. um, and even just knowing that it's gone from what your base level and now it's up I think and correct me if I'm wrong but even the knowledge that something is going on is one of the first steps to actually be able to do something about it absolutely yeah I, it's crucial I had a client just yesterday who healthy didn't have any sort of concerns about his health but um, had to have a medical for some job or in, um, for insurance purposes or mm -hmm. something like that. And was called back the next day and they had to do emergency sort of uh, surgery to put a stent in his heart. And he was shocked because he thought of himself as being healthy. Mm. But when they actually looked at it, he, he had problems with um, circulation. Uh, so it is, you do have to get it checked. It's, it's, it's crazy not to go and get it checked it doesn't cost a lot of money and at least you know where you're starting from um, you know so, so like with your friend I have low blood pressure mm -hmm. but I know because I've en ended up in hospital that when I'm under a lot of pressure my blood pressure uh, goes up through the roof and then it can be a problem well the beauty of these, um, you know, things like these wrist cuffs is that you don't actually have to go and get it checked. You can mm. just slap the the wrist cuff on at any moment, and if it's plus or minus five percent accurate to what a doctor would would be able to tell with their sophisticated equipment, that's enough. You're looking for a trend. Mm. Okay, so one of the one of the really practical things that people can do, and the older you get, then this need, you need to be doing this a lot more because you know our bodies. Um, even though we don't like to admit it, don't work quite so well the older we get and um, things get a little bit worn out. And so taking things like, just simple things like taking your blood pressure on a regular basis to find out what your base level is. Mm. But then when you do get stressed, um, putting the, the cuff on and getting a reading, um, the, the relief that comes from realizing you're not imagining that you're stressed you really are and now I can see a physical manifestation called my blood pressure that must be <clears throat> if you like the the simplest thing that people could do mm. to manage stress because it's an acknowledgement that something's going on and that's got to be the first step in in fixing it yeah 
Well, I mean, there are lots of indications. I mean, uh, one of the, the adrenaline triggers off the release of cortisol, and that then impacts your uh, immune system and your blood sugars. So there are lots and lots of different ways it can impact the health. So it's good to, to really keep an eye open um, for any indications that anything is different from what it was before you started the business or changed jobs or whatever it is that you've done. So in the, um, in the online course that you are putting together, are you going to talk in a bit more detail about those kind of practical things like what happens when your blood sugars drop, if you suddenly find that you're getting a cold and there's no apparent reason or your throat gets sore or mm -hmm. as we discussed I have this bizarre thing that on the side of my tongue when I get run down and stressed I get a little sore yeah. in exactly the same place and it's been like that for 40 years and it isn't going to change but as soon as I've got it I know ah okay it's an indicator and luckily it's not an indicator like a heart attack or something it's a very small somewhat painful indicator it gets my attention really quickly mm. and so if people um, were able to understand what the various manifestations are before they even try and dig into what's causing it in the first place mm. the fact that there are telltale signs right in front of them yeah. that if they if they know what they are then it means step one I'm now in the mode of I'm going to fix this because I now know I am stressed because mm. my body is telling me that because I've learned how to recognize those um, my, the symptoms that work for me. Like for example, I get tinnitus, you, you don't. No. Um, there are very, everyone has a different way of act, reacting to it. Mm. Is that a fair comment? That, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean like this little sore yeah. in your mouth mm. is probably because when we're stressed we produce a lot more stomach um, acids ah, and get, people okay. get uh, acid reflux right. so that's going to be coming up into your mouth and it's changing the pH balance in your mouth and that's making you I vulnerable to the sores. And so this particular part might be where the, where the actual skin on the side of my tongue is, is um, say uh, thinner than it might be in the surrounding area mm. which is why it always goes there mm. and not half an inch to the left or half an inch to the right it's yeah. because that particular area of the skin is really thin. Yeah. I never thought of that. These podcasts are really useful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning a lot. Yeah. Okay, so um, so we've been talking about one area, which is you know learn to read your body. I guess you could yes. call it mm -hmm. like you know essential step one of dealing with stress. Learn to read your body symptoms. Your body is trying to tell you things. Learn to recognize the language. Mm. What's some other things that people can do once they recognize that they are stressed? What so a couple of other things that people can do immediately to kind of um, address the level of stress that they're feeling. Um, maybe, maybe sorting out the root cause is somewhat complicated because it involves talking to other people or doing something differently or whatever. And yes, you know, on a long-term basis, we need to do that. But if you, like for example, if I, if I see that my blood pressure is up, um, now, what would be one or two things that I could immediately do, take the cuff off, lie down, you know, think of England or, or whatever it happens to be. <laughs> so, Probably not think of England. Well, not under the present circumstances, <laughs> no. no. Uh, um, but, you know, what are, what are a couple of really practical things that people can actually do? Well, the first thing is breathing. Right. The most therapeutic thing we can do for ourselves is to breathe properly. Right. And you know, whenever I say to people, you've got to learn how to breathe, they sort of like look at me as if to say, listen, I'm breathing, I'm alive. Yeah. But it's how we breathe that is really the fact, uh, crucial factor. Because if we are breathing with our upper chest, we are telling our brain 
that we are being threatened. So if, imagine if I'm running away from a saber-toothed tiger, yeah. I'm not going to be breathing nice um, deep breaths with my diaphragm. Mm. I'm going to be going... <laughs> and that's telling my body that I'm being... I'm being These threatened. are really primitive responses, aren't they? Absolutely, yeah. And this is why you know, people say, you know, oh, I spent hours on the treadmill and I'm not losing any weight. It's, that's why. You're over-breathing and you are telling your body you're being threatened mm. and so it's going to start storing fat and not burning fat. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> so, breathing. So learn, you, you know, lie on the bed, put your one hand on your upper chest, one hand on your diaphragm, lower, lower chest, mm and breathe in for a count of three or four, hold that breath to give your body a chance to absorb the oxygen, and then breathe out, and then hold that so that you're also giving your body a chance to release the carbon dioxide. Mm -hmm. Because when, the, when we are stressed and we're over-breathing, we change that balance in our body. So there's too much um, oxygen and not enough carbon dioxide. And the balance can then affect the whole chemistry in our body. So breathing wow. is just, you know, just relearn how to breathe. Breathe as if, you know, like little babies. When you watch a baby mm. breathe, their little tummy pops out because they're breathing how we're supposed to, not using the upper chest. You know, it's just on that, it reminds me of many years ago when I was, um, I, I still love motorbikes, but many years ago when I was, I had a couple of motorbikes and I was working on them. And looking at the way that a carburetor works, an oxygen-rich environment into a carburetor means that the, the motorbike won't function properly. You've got to get the right mix of fuel and air. Mm. And so I guess it's, it's the same thing. If you, if you are oxygen-rich, things can't exist in, a, in an overly oxygen-rich environment. No. Absolutely. It has to be the balance. I have never had thought of And this is why, you know, you, <clears throat> we've all seen it on TV where somebody's having a panic attack yeah. and somebody runs over and gets them to breathe with mm -hmm. the bag. Mm -hmm. That really works because it stops the person from taking in too much oxygen and is releasing ah. the carbon dioxide that we produce anyway in our body. And it's, so it changes the balance and that's how the, the panic attack then sort of comes down. So is that a commonly um, a commonly recognised and um, recommended solution for people who do find that um, if they're under stress they, they, they all of a sudden have a panic attack and they mm. might be in a crowded area when it does that you know it's as simple as carrying a paper bag with yeah. you go to the bathroom mm. get into a stall and and breathe into breathe. the paper bag yep. and self-management I, I love it mm. see the What's really coming through for me in these podcasts is the fact that although it is an insidious thing, when it, it is also something that we can do very, very practical things about. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I, I just think that uh, listening to you and, and I can extrapolate into my own circumstances. I don't get panic attacks um, as such, but I, I have my own ways of manifesting stress and in the conversations that we've had um, as we've got to know each other. Um, I've been putting those kind of things into into place and I am amazed at the fact that it doesn't require equipment it just requires a little bit of time and certainly it requires a little bit of practice of techniques that keep things under control mm. okay so breathing we've talked about what's another simple thing that people can um, can do for themselves well meditation mm -hmm. is um, self or self-hypnosis 
so I teach most of my clients how to take themselves into a nice relaxed trance. But it doesn't even have to be that. Just for some, if I like gardening. Mm. If I go outside and just potter around my garden and deadhead a few roses and you know with a cup of tea, it's that is my way of shutting off. Leave the phone inside. Mm. For somebody else, it might be tinkering with a motorbike. Somebody else, it might be doing a bit of painting or pottery, mm. or just listening to music. So it don't feel. It's about not feeling guilty about taking ten minutes out of your busy schedule to just do nothing. Or just do something that you enjoy doing, and sp- spending that quality time with yourself and switching off your brain. Mm. It almost sounds like um, it's a somebody should do an app um, that that you know goes on the phone and you know looks at automatically looks at your schedule for the day and sees a spot and then sends you a little message um, that says we've got it. Here's ten minutes. It's all yours. Go and you know deadhead a few roses which some people may not understand what that means which means to <laughs> take off the ones that have flowered and, and so on mm. uh, and they've now died or just sit quietly and just count backwards from a hundred mm. and just even something as simple as that but um, I think an app like that would certainly yeah, you know, maybe we should come up with something like that yeah. this okay. is funny enough this is one of the things when people quit smoking you obviously we work with quit mm. smoking clients they miss that excuse to go out and have some 10 minutes to themselves. And I would say, well, why can't you just go out with a bottle of water? You don't have yeah. to go out there with a you know, poisonous, toxic cigarette. <laughs> go out there and just yeah. have a walk. Well, that's the reason why a lot of people smoke is because it's a sociable thing to do. Um, and all of those kind of insidious things. So it's a really, it's a curious mix of some good things and some really bad things, mm. depending on your point of view about smoking. Um, but yeah, I th- okay, so, so what we've covered is, is two really simple things that people can do. The first is, as you say, breathing and uh, that process. You'll cover a lot more in the, um, in the online course and we'll have some techniques that people can follow as well. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. The, you know, tapping and, uh, is a great one. Um, mm. Just various different techniques that we'll demonstrate Good. in later podcasts. And then the other one um, of just... Um, meditating and that doesn't necessarily mean to say going on a, an ashram and <laughs> you know getting extremely long hair and covering yourself with beads um, it's actually a really really useful technique which I know a lot of sports guys use a lot of mm. sports men and women use meditation an enormous amount mm. because they need to take themselves into a zone before yeah. a match starts yeah uh, to get themselves perfectly positioned so that when they go out onto the court or out onto the rugby field or wherever it is they are 150% ready to go. Mm. So why wouldn't we, through our normal day, yeah, why wouldn't we give ourselves a break? Why would I feel so guilty about taking an afternoon off to go and play a game of golf with my new best mate, Alessandro, who plays as badly as I do, luckily? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, just little things like that. For all of the ways that stress manifest itself i guess there is an equal way that we can do something about it so it's not like an insurmountable incurable thing it's actually entirely within our control to manage so long as we know when it's happening and here are some things that we can do which will actually make a difference and help reduce the stress and get us back to that point of 
um, a balanced, normal, and hopefully generally happy existence. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's cool. definitely what we need to work on. Okay. <laughs> well, once again, um, thank you so much, Anna. Um, you know, I think we'll keep doing these podcasts because um, I keep learning things as well, and I hope everybody who's listening has been learning some very, very useful stuff. So um, we'll continue this series um, and just talk about other manifestations of stress and a few other things that, that we um, human beings can do to, um, to really improve the quality of our lives, particularly for those of us who are in stressful situations, perhaps at work, um, either as an employer or a manager or people who are um, running their own businesses. Even people who are running businesses where they've got employees, um, it isn't always easy to talk to somebody um, that you have an employer-employee relationship with. So for a lot of small business owners who have staff, they also feel quite lonely because who do they talk to? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, finding other people who are doing the same sort of thing is, um, is somewhat difficult which is why you know, it comes back to what we're trying to do with Business Mentors, which is to build a community of people who are in the same boat, as it were, um, and who learn from other people's experiences about, well, I tried this and it really worked. I'm not sure whether it'll work for you, but you know, give it a go. Yep. It doesn't cost anything. See what you think. Okay, so thank you once again, as I said. Thank you. And um, we look forward to catching up with you again very soon. And to all our... Um, lovely listeners out there we'll see you later bye well thanks for listening to the business mentors podcast be sure to visit www.businessmentals.com that's one word businessmentals.com to join the conversation stay up to date with the latest tips and discover our fantastic bonus content we'll see you later